Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. All right. It says that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in what, everybody? Pain. Pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, all that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from what, everybody? Now look at this last, let's read this last part together. You ready? Come on. And God granted his request. Look at me, everybody. God said, yes. God said, yes. That's why we're talking about this prayer, because I want to pray a prayer that God will say yes to. How about you? Amen. Would you hold your hands out like this? And would you repeat this prayer after me? Bow your heads and repeat this prayer out loud with me. Dear God, Dear God I'm, here today. I'm here today. I open my mind, open my mind. And, my and my heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. you. may be seated. Today, as we begin to talk... I want to lean into that phrase again that we talked a little bit about last week where he said, Jabez, it says Jabez called out to the Lord and it said that God answered that prayer. The first part of the prayer was, oh Lord, that you would bless me. And I want you to look down on your, on your outline because I did the New King James Version and it says this. It says, and the Lord called out to the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me what everybody indeed Indeed. so the reason that I went back to that translation because it is an emphasis on that word there's an emphasis on that word in a a bless me means I want you to really bless me when he says bless me indeed he's actually saying this he's saying bless me in such a way that I not just with all that I need but bless me more than I need so I can be a blessing Bless me indeed, bless me with more than I need so I can be a blessing. If God only gives me what I need just so that I can get by, I have nothing to share. But when he blesses me indeed with more than I need, then I can be a blessing, everybody, amen? And so there's, there's five words I want you to say today that I want you to remember And these five words are this. They're coming up on the screen. Let's say them together. You ready? Come on. Blessed to be. Let's say that again. Blessed to be a blessing. Why don't you just point to yourself? You ready? Blessed to be a blessing. That's why you are blessed. God is blessing you. And let me just tell you something. If If you had to make a decision which clothes you were wearing today, you were blessed. Amen. If you, had to get, if you had to make a decision on which shoes you were going to put on today, you are blessed. Amen, everybody? Yes. So we're blessed to be a blessing. And so today I want to talk to you again about how do we handle God's blessing? Because see, what I understand is that God wants to pour his blessing out on you and me. But if we don't know how to handle the blessing, then we can't, we're not blessable. If you can't handle what God wants to give to you, he can't give it to you. So what I have to do is enlarge myself to be able to handle the blessing that he wants to give me because God never wants his blessing to become a curse. 
And if you can't handle what he's going to give you, then guess what? He can't bless you because he's not like we parents. You know, many times we are parents that try to bless our kids beyond what they're able to handle. Oh, well, we got quiet in here then. Amen. You do not give a 16-year-old a, a uh, Hellcat car. Amen. I think that's what they call it. Did I get that right, Hellcat car? Because I get ru- almost get run over many times on the interstate by somebody, who, you know. They can't handle that power. They can't handle that. No, you give them a beater at 16 years old. Amen. <laughs> That's no, no. You get him a car like I had, a little old 1976 Ford Pinto with Bondo on one side. <laughs> and I didn't, nobody gave me that. I had to buy it. Okay, never mind. How to handle God's blessing. What's our five words? Just to see what you remember. Blessed to be a blessing. All right, let's try it again. Blessed to be a blessing. Okay, so here we go. How do we handle God's blessing? Number one is decide to get out of debt. Now, let me just be transparent with you. This outline that I'm giving you today, I hope that you will hold on to it. I hope that you will keep it and you will review it for the next. I hope you'll review it every day for the next 90 days because no matter where you are in your financial state, uh, status, this will help you go up. Amen, everybody? And it's definitely one you want to pass on to somebody as well, so make a copy of it. Let me just tell you this. We want to get out of debt. Now, I want to share this with you. You see... We spend money that we don't have to impress people we don't like. We spend money we don't have to impress people we don't like. The average credit card debt in the state of Georgia, balance hanging all the time, not paid off, is $5,693. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you above average or below average? You see, the, the world has taught us that debt is what we are. We, we're supposed to be in debt all the time. But the Bible has a whole nother perspective on that. And matter of fact, the Bible says this, Proverbs 22 and 7 says this, the poor are ruled by who, everybody? Rich. Now watch this. And those who what? Are, are what? Slaves. Of the money lender. So in matter of fact, we would say this is that if you're not careful, you will be a slave. You say, well, how is that? Because we got this bumper sticker that says, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. <laughs> Amen? So we're working because we, we owe, right? And so if you, you may not have to work as much if you can li- lower what you owe. Okay, uh, just a thought. Romans 13 and 8 says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to what, everybody? So I'm indebted to you to love you, but that's it. Because when I'm indebted to my family members outside of love, it makes Thanksgiving real difficult. The turkey gets tough when you owe the person across the table money, doesn't it? Okay, that's all right. You can act like you got it all together. Let's say our five words again. We better say them right now. You ready? Blessed to be a blessing. Yes, I am. Okay, the second thing I want to tell you about getting out of debt or let me just give you some steps, by the way, to get out of debt. There's, there's five things. We're going to do letter A. Letter A is list all that I owe. List all that I owe. You see, you've got to know what you owe. And, and, and this is great, especially if you're married. You've got to get together with this. 
Because let me tell you something how our fights start out. Rhonda and I started out years ago until we started practicing this. And that's why I wanted to, she wanted me to be here today because she knew this, the freedom this gave us. And so I don't want to tell you that we would, all of a sudden I'd go out and make extra money. And, uh, you know, I'd say, hey, well, I'm going to go buy this. She'd say, oh, no, you can't. I said, what do you mean I can't? She said, we don't have the money. I said, oh, yes, we do have the money. I just went out and did this extra work. We got the money. She said, no, we don't have it anymore. I said, well, let me tell you something. You have spent it. She said, Jeff, we had to pay the insurance that come up every six months. We got to pay that. I said, no, we didn't. You spent the money. Oh, you ever, you, oh, don't look at me like that. If, <laughs> if you married, you've been right down this road. Huh? Come on, somebody. You spent the money. And I can tell you that argument escalated and escalated until that little sweet wife of mine finally grabbed that checkbook. And some of you have to Google what a checkbook is. But anyway, she took that thing and it was like a zoom right in my head. You take it. And that's how it escalated. And we went through that cycle. I couldn't tell you how many times. And finally, one day we decided to sit down and write down what we owed. And you know what? Since I didn't keep the budget, I had no idea. And she wrote it all, she put it all down and we sat down and went over that budget and I almost had a heart attack because I, I did not know it took that much money to run our house. So what I say is this, a budget gets you on the same page and don't, don't tell me me and my spouse are not on the same page if you don't have a page. You gotta have a page. Inside of your program right there, there's a, there's a QR code that you can go right there and click on that. And it'll take you to a budget that you can print it off and you can sit down and start to get your stuff together. All right. Why is pastor talking about this? Because he loves you. He loves you. This is for you. Okay. Letter D is it, or letter B, I should say, is discipline yourself in small financial ways. Jesus said it this way. He said, whoever can be trusted with what, everybody? Very little. So don't whine about what you got coming in if you're not doing good with it. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help me. Maybe I should have stayed at the hospital. <laughs> whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with what, everybody? Whoever's dishonest with what, everybody? will also be dishonest with very much. So every day, the spending decision. Now, if you're in debt, again, we, you gotta make a decision. Am I gonna dig myself deeper or am I gonna climb out? And so here's how you climb out, because we did it. Well, number one, we had to cut back on how much we was eating out. Somebody just got hurt right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had to cut back on that. And all of a sudden, we had to stop by going 10 bucks, buy 10 bucks. You say, what's 10 bucks? Well, it used to be called Starbucks, but now it's, I used to call it five bucks, but inflation's got it 10 bucks. Make your own coffee. Amen, everybody? Amen. Now, this is simple stuff that a fifth grader can do, but I want to make, you know, what makes you an adult is you do it. Amen, everybody? Oh, I don't want you to be broke, busted, and disgusted, but you got to do your part. And you can do it. This is, this is bite-sized. You can do it. Okay, letter C is this, is cut back on monthly bills and have a sale. <laughs> Listen, when we went through this, Ron and I went through this, we went through every bill that we had because you're paying bills that you don't even know you're paying anymore. There's a lot of streaming services that you're paying for that you don't even watch. And this $10 here and $10 here and $10 here is adding up. Amen, everybody? Amen. 
And let me just tell you something. And so we went through every bill. We called every insurance. We bargained with everybody that we have and said, hey, can we cut this down? Can we cut this down? And it's amazing what you can do. And you, listen, if you save $100 a month, man, that's what you can put on your, bet, your uh, debt. We, when we went through this, we saved $400 a month. Back then, that's been 2008 when we, did, when we went through the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace Program. And I would advise you to go through it. We have it every fall. I'd advise you to do it. So we, we saved $400 a month. I'm just telling you, go through. Matter of fact, we sold everything that we weren't using anymore. Some things, Rhonda said, you're not using that. I said, well, I'll do once a year. You know, well, once a year is not enough. And so we sold everything in our house. We had a yard sale. We did eBay, did all that stuff. We sold so much stuff, our kids got nervous. We looked at them and said, how much are they worth? <laughs> Amen, everybody. Amen. All right, letter D is this. And here it is. Here it is. It's a big, add no new debt. Dear God, you start getting out of the hole. Matter of fact, I would say if you're in the hole, quit digging. Amen. Don't go deeper in debt. Stop the unnecessary spending. Practice the principle of contentment. Let me tell you what contentment is. Contentment is me able to see you get something brand new that's great and I can enjoy what you have. I don't have to have it. Just because you got it doesn't mean I have to have it. Matter of fact, uh, you know, some of these guys around here, you see them on the stage, they got these new Jordans on. They look cool. I mean, they are, they they walking like this. Because they're afraid to put a crease in their shoe. So they can't bend their foot. No, they got to walk like this. Because they got those expensive shoes on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so they said, Pastor Jeff, you need some of these. I said, no, I don't need none of those. I'm not cool enough for those shoes. But by the way, what size are they? Because what I've learned to do is I can enjoy what you have. <laughs> I don't have to have it. If you got it, I don't mind asking, can I borrow it? And I'll walk like this. Amen, everybody. So just because you got it doesn't mean I have to have it. And that's the principle of contentment. The Bible said that this way, Hebrews 13 and 5, keep your lives free from the love of what, everybody? And here it is. Oh, let's read these next one. Uh, six words. Be content with what you Amen. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Letter E is this, is don't give up. This is what it takes, tenacity. Galatians 6 and 9, I love this passage because it's so powerful. He says this, so let's not get tired of what everybody, doing what is good. Getting out of debt is good. Your pillow will get softer at night because debt causes stress. Amen, everybody? Amen. Let me tell you something. The number one reason that people get divorced is over debt. Because when you can't go to McDonald's and buy a Happy Meal, you can't be happy. Amen? You can't be happy. And all of a sudden, it, it builds up and it blows up. He goes on and says, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of what, everybody? Blessings. If we do not what? Give up. Notice that you'll reap blessing. You'll only reap blessings when you can handle blessing. So if God, if God gave you, some of you are praying for the lottery right now. Let me tell you something. That's the worst thing in the world that ever happened to you. Because you're already in a mess of what you got. Just think how quick you'd go through a million dollars. 
Okay, I, I got to change the thoughts I'm having right now. <laughs> Let me tell you this story. There was a farmer that uh, had been out in the field working in the old days. He was plowing his mule. His mule was pulling his plow and his, he had been working hard. And so the farmer had finished his day and he, he let the mule go so he could go graze in the field. And, and, the, and the mule went off and, to graze in the field. But when he did, he fell in a well. The mule fell in a well. And the farmer had no way of getting the mule out. He couldn't get him out. So he decided, you know, he's going to die. I might as well just go ahead and cover him up now. So the farmer went and got him a shovel and he began to fill up the hole. He just kept filling up the hole thinking, you know, he could hear the mule down there making all kinds of noise. But what the farmer didn't know is every time he shoveled in, the mule would just keep kicking. And so every time he shoveled dirty in, the mule kicked. He'd just get up on top of that and he'd get up on, and the farmer just, you know, oh, I hate I got to bear this mule. And before you know it, the, the farmer kept shoveling and the mule kept kicking. And before you know it, the mule jumped out of the well. What's the moral to that story? When you feel like you're in over your head, just keep kicking. Yeah. Amen, everybody. Don't you give up. No, don't you give up. Right now, I've given you some steps to just kick, kick, kick. Don't you quit. You keep going. And before you know it, you'll be free indeed. Amen, everybody. You won't be a slave to the lender anymore. All of a sudden, you'll know the, the peace that you have when you're free. Amen, everybody. Mm, I'm preaching better than you, amen, and that's okay. <laughs> Keep kicking. Yes. Don't quit. If you're tired of starting over with your budget, quit quitting. Stop quitting. Stop quitting. Stick with it. That's what mature people do, is they stick with it. Tenacity. And then you'll see the results. Amen, everybody? Yes. What do we say? What's our five words? Blessed to be a blessing. Yes. Blessed to be a blessing. That's exactly what we are. Now, see, when you do these things, all of a sudden you, you widen your potential to, for blessing. That's what I want. God's going to send you blessing, more blessings once you do this. All right. The second principle is the principle of tithing. The principle of tithing. Now, when I say tithing in the church, somebody's, oh, my God, my friends are here. I'm, no, hey, I invite them today. No, 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 no. I, you don't have to, let me tell you something. Never sweat it because this is a choice. This is not something you have to do to get to heaven. Amen? Amen? And so just hold on with me. Okay, let's talk about it. Look what the Bible says. Malachi 3.10, he says this. Bring the what, everybody? Whole tithe. In other words, he said, don't bring a tip. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant we tip the waitress, tip. Here's what I think you ought to have based on your service. Some people say, well, God hasn't been good to me this week, so I'm going to tip him. No, God don't work on tips. He works on tithes. Okay, so the tithe is 10%. That's what it means, a tenth, 10% 10 of your income into the storehouse. What is the storehouse? The storehouse is where you worship God at, your spiritual food. So you're to bring 10% of what God, what you earn to, to God through your storehouse, through the place where you worship God. If SEC is that place, then this is it. But if it's not the place, then it's not it. Don't give your tithe to somewhere that you're to, it's not your storehouse. Amen, everybody? And so I always say, listen, if you're our guest today and you say, well, I'm just, I'm a guest today and I'm going to go back to my home church, you know, wherever it is in another state or city or whatever. Don't you give your tithe today here. You give your tithe there. Amen, everybody? 
And if you're a guest today at somebody else's church and you're watching online, then you make sure not to deposit there. You bring it here. (laughs) All right, there we go. All right. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Now watch this. Here we go. The only time God says this, look at these four words. Let's say them. You ready? Test me in this, says who? Not Jeff. Not Jeff Almighty. The Lord Almighty. This is not my promise. I can't do it. And see if I will not throw up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much of blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Now, would you read these next three words with me? Let's read them. You ready? I will prevent. prevent. Do you ever think about your blessings that way? Do you ever think about that what God does for you that you don't even know? That your kids aren't getting sick as everybody else's kids? Yeah, I haven't taken them to the doctor as much. Those tires on your vehicle are lasting longer than they should. You ever think about those kind of things that God does? He's preventing. That's part of the blessing. I will prevent prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines and your fields will not drop their fruit before it's right, says the Lord Almighty. What is he saying? Your washing machine is going to last longer. Your refrigerator is going to last longer. You know, you get more. Your car is going to last longer. Those kind of things happen when God does it. Now, let me share this with you. Tithing is not something that a preacher taught me. It's something my parents taught me, my dad. And Rhonda's the same way her parents taught her. My father told me he had no idea what tithing was until he started going to church. And he finally learned the principle of tithing. He said, when I did that, all of a sudden I got under God's blessings. And let me just tell you something. The reason I'm a believer is because I watched him. When I was 14 years old, I moved in with my dad. Uh, my, mom, my parents are divorced. I moved in with my dad. About two weeks after I moved in with my dad, again, there's already uh, four kids in the house and I would make five. So... My brother, we were riding our bikes and my brother got hit by a drunk driver. We were riding our bicycles in the road in the country and and my brother got hit, ran over by a drunk driver while we were riding. Mangled my brother's leg, he almost lost. He was in the hospital for about three months. My stepmother could not work, she had to be with my, my brother. I watched our family that was struggling anyway. We were a blue collar family, lower income, struggle. I watched my dad go to church and still write out that tie check. And I was a 14-year-old boy wondering how I could do that because I knew that in our closet, when you went to our closet because of that, there was only like two choices of clothing to wear. And I watched them struggle. But I watched God use people to come by our house and they would come by and I seen, I would watch people come by and bring groceries to our house. I would watch people come by and shake my dad's hand and they'd have money in my hand and say, Tommy, I just want you to know I'm, I'm praying for your family. And I watched God get us through that season because my dad would never quit on God, even though all, everything that horrible that could happen to our family happened. And it was a struggle. And in his struggle, he still trusted God with his tithe and God came through. And to this day, my dad, yes, amen. To this day. My dad is laying right now in a nursing home. He can barely talk, but when he can talk, he looks at me and says, son, God is good. And son, 
pay your tithes. I'm like, Dad, I'm a pastor who tithes every week. I pay my tithes. But he's been telling me for 40 years, son, pay your tithes. Never give up on God. God will always come through. You can trust God when you feel like you can't make it. You trust God, son. You trust God. So today I am a tither, not because some pastor said, I need your money. No, because my dad taught me that you can trust God. It's not about a pastor and it's not about a church. It is a principle of God that you open up the bucket and say, God, I need you. Amen, everybody. Tithing is putting God first, but you can't put God first in your tithe until you put him first in your heart. And there's some people that you don't know Jesus. You don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's where the blessing starts. You become blessable when you open up your heart to Jesus. Amen, everybody? So right now, why don't we give some people in this room and online an opportunity to know what we know. Peace like a river of having Jesus Christ in our life. So right now, would you just bow your heads and let's just everybody repeat this prayer. And today, if you want to be saved, you want Jesus to come to your life, then you mean it. Just say, God, I mean this prayer. Come on, everybody, let's pray it. Dear God, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. I need you. I don't want to live without you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer. Glory to God, I'm I'm about to shout right now. On this connection card, it's a place for you to check the box. If you prayed that prayer to become a Christ follower today and and you ask Jesus to save you online as well, please fill this card out. I want to send you something in the mail that's going to help you on your journey because I love you. I love you. I want it for you. I want you to get better. That's why, that's why I would preach this message is because I want, I want to help you so much. I don't want you to go through what I had to go through. I want you to stand right here on my shoulders and do better. And do it sooner that God can bless you. The principle of tithing is, an op- is something, again, like I said, you don't have to do it to go to heaven, but you do have to do it to have God's blessings over your finances. So you get to choose. You can do it without God. And some of you say, well, I'm doing okay with that. Well, listen, more power to you. But I can't. And I won't. And so today, I'm just asking you, if you want to, you say, Pastor Jeff, I want to, I want to become a tither, but I'm scared. Here's what I want to tell you I'm going to do. Today, we do something called the tithe challenge. That means this. We challenge you to give your tithe for 90 days. Just mark, you know, whether you give it online or whatever, as long as we can identify it. When you do that, if any time during that time you want to take the tithe challenge, you say, I'm, I, I feel like I'm not being blessed and I'm scared and I want my money back, we'll give it back to you. No questions asked. So basically, if you go 90 days and at the end of 90 days, God never blessed you, you say, well, you know what? He didn't bless me, it caused a hardship, and I want my money back. We'll give you money back. You say, well, it was a little savings. That's what I have for 90 days. Why would I do that? Because I'll do anything to get you to trust God. Yes. Anything. Yes. 
Today, if you want to do that, you just check the box as I, I want to take the tie challenge. Uh, there's not a box on here. You just write it on there. <laughs> it's my bad. Just write it on there. Write 90 days away. What's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Nobody's going to call you. Nobody's going to email you. But what's going to happen? I'm going to pray for you for 90 days. What? Every week I'm going to call your name out because I'm going to ask God to help you. Because the devil's going to come at you with everything he's got. Because he don't want you to be more blessable. Amen. He wants you to stay right where you are. Amen? Amen? Number three, the last one is discover the joy of generosity. Oh man, this is when it gets good. See, when you tithe and you're just like, oh, try to say, okay. But when you become generous, it's like, okay, God, I realize that I got a shovel. When I give, my shovel is only this wide. But when I give, your shovel is about this wide. He shovels back. Amen? Where, where debt causes you stress, generosity causes you joy. Man, you, there is nothing like just being able to give and bless God's kingdom and bless people. When you live on that side of generosity, it's amazing. God just blesses you. Look what the Bible says, Proverbs eleven twenty four: Give freely and you will become more what, everybody? You know what that means? You become more blessable. You expand your bucket of blessing, what you can handle. Be what, everybody? And what? Man. Look here. What's those next four words? The generous will... Those who refresh others themselves be refreshed. Let me tell you something. How you view things is how you do things. How, oh, did you hear that? How you view things, how you view things is how you do things. When you view things from a scarcity mindset, this is what you'll say. When you have a scarcity mindset, you will think, what can I spare? And that makes you stingy. See, when you say, oh, well, well what can I spare? Well, what can I spare? But when you have an abundance mindset, you think, what can I share? And that makes you generous. Amen, everybody? Amen. Jesus said it this way in Luke 6. He said this, give and it. In other words, whatever you give, you want more love, give more love. You want more good? Do good. Amen? Amen? Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Okay, I want to show you something. That This is what got me. I'm about to tell you something that's embarrassing. Somebody said, okay, go ahead. <laughs> you got your little Twitter ready, don't you? Yeah. I was a scarcity mindset person for a long time. This church, the blessing that you see right now, it, it, was, it, used, it was not here a long time ago because I was scarcity. You know what? I would never encourage people to give to missions because I thought, well, if they give to missions, then they're not going to have enough to give to tithe. And our church can't operate if they give their money to missions because missions don't stay here. See, I had this scarcity mindset. I was horrible. Our church wasn't blessed at all then. Because our bucket was like this. But we've learned how to make it like this. And you're, you're in the best days of SEC right now. And they're only going to get better. Watch this. What I thought was this. My mentality was that there's a pie here. And there's just slices of that pie. And if I give 
slices of that pie away, I'm only going to have this much left for me. And how in the world can I take care of me on this little bit? But what I discovered was this. See, that scarcity mindset, I'm not going to have enough, not going to have enough, not going to have enough, not going to have enough. And every day the news media is telling us, we're not going to have enough. Not, gas is going up. You're not going to have enough. Inflation's coming. You're not going to have enough. You're not going to have enough. And they'll make us say, oh, my pie's right here. But oh, my God Almighty. When you are a child of God and you do it God's way, all of a sudden I got something to tell you is that God says it's okay, you can get rid of that because I am the pie maker. What you can't see is this. As soon as that pie's gone, the, the, the Lord God Almighty's got a conveyor belt that's coming your way, and there's another pie, and you give it away, and there's another pie, and you give it away, and there's another pie, and you give it away. That's exactly what happened when Jesus did the miracle of the five loaves of bread and the two fish. What happened? The more they gave it away, the more he multiplied. The more they gave, the more he multiplied. And I want to be one of those people that say, God, it's all yours. And I want to give, and I want to give. And every time I do, the pie maker speeds up the conveyor belt, and it just keeps coming that I can keep giving. Watch this. Some of you, your pie is ruining because you're trying to hold on to it. See, it's got an ex expiration date. Am I saying give every dime you got away? No, that's stupid. You got to live. I'm not telling you to give everything you got away. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you if you give, you're going to get a new Cadillac. That's, a, that's bologna macaroni. What I'm trying to tell you is that when you give, God makes sure you have more to give. Bless me indeed, more than enough. Why? Because our five words, blessed to be a blessing. And once you can do that, you become free. Because it ain't about me anymore, what I can build up and store. It's about what I can do to help God's kingdom. And let me tell you something. I'm talking to some of the most generous people and, that I've ever met in my life because many of you are sitting right here. And God is blessing your lives. And today, all I hope to do is to expand your capacity for God's blessings. I want you to be more blessable. So I want you to stand with me now. I want to pray over you. I've got to do have another step that I did not say. It's on your connection card. It says this, I will do the next right thing to handle God's blessings. What is that for you? The next right thing. Some of you have got to go home and you've got to write out a budget. That's the next right thing. Some of you have got to realize, you know what? I'm spending a lot of money on stuff that I don't need. I'm spending money that I don't have to impress people I don't like. Forget that your brother-in-law is driving a Jag. It doesn't matter. You drive that Ford and be happy. Amen. Because let me tell you something. Broke people are not happy people. You might look good to everybody else, but you're no good inside. Oh, dear God, help me. I want to pray for you today. And my prayer is that you do the next right thing. Some of you is tithing. Some of you say, okay, I've been tithing, but I've been holding on to the minimum. Now, now I'm going to step up. And by the way, your pastor and Rhonda have been stepping up for the last 20 years.
because we got see when you get your debts under control you manage that it's amazing God bless you more he can trust you with more and you can give more let's pray father I've done my very best Lord I've done all that I know to do father I put it on paper so they'll have a page now God I'm asking you let them do what I can't do for them is to go home and put it into practice Jesus, you said the person who heard these words of mine and put them into practice was like a wise person who built their house on the rock. But the foolish person heard those words and did nothing with them. And they built their house on the sand and it crashed. God, I want these people to be on the rock. So I'm asking you today, God, help them to do the next right thing. In Jesus' name we pray. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.